Hello, everyone, and welcome to Minute 40 of Season 4 of Movie Around Minute, the daily podcast where we take a hilarious and poignant journey through the 1989 Billy Crystal McGrath rom-com, When Harry Met Sally, One Minute at a Time. I'm Rob, and joining me once again today to finish off this week is Lisa Leahy of Rabbit Podcasts. Welcome back to the show for the final day of this week, Lisa. Thank you, sir. I hope it's been an interesting week for you. I've enjoyed well, every minute of it. it. It depends on what type of dreams you're having, but but we'll, we'll get I there. I guess we'll, so. <laughs> we'll. So minute 40 begins with Harry continuing to moan on half a screen <laughs> and ends with, with Harry having a very perplexed look on his face. So yesterday we ended things with uh, a, a half a split screen where Harry was basically just moaning uh, and, you know, they had the nice touch of just the, the black, uh, the darkness on the other side of the screen. And and then uh, things things continue from, from where they left off yesterday, where, you know, we get some, uh, we get the, the two of them, you know, we, we first of all, we get some more moaning. In this minute, <laughs> there's five seconds of, of him moaning. And then we see the two of them walking down the street in the middle of uh, New York. You know, we don't know exactly where they are. I, I think it's really funny the way that Meg Ryan is dressed here, you know, with the, with, with the hat and the, the, yep. the suit jacket and, and the, the baggy pants, you know. You don't think we got another homage to Annie Hall here? We had a mm. split screen. Now we got this. I, I would I would think so. I would think it's. I mean, we all know that Annie Hall is connected to this movie, <laughs> you know. But there's no question about the the way that 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 she looks, you know, is is similar. But but Annie Hall and you know Sally Albright are very very different. Yes. You know, except for their wardrobe, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> A little throwback. Yeah. So, you know, we see this time we finally get the two of them talking again, you know, while while they're walking down the street. And and Harry goes, I had my dream again where I'm making love and the Olympic judges are watching. I've nailed the compulsories. So this is it. The finals. I got a 9-8 from the Canadian, a perfect 10 from the American. And my mother, disguised as an East German judge, gave me a 5-6. <laughs> and then he takes a beat and says, must have been the dismount. <laughs> And, you know, it, it's, for me, it's just really strange that the, that they're having this conversation in public as they're walking down the street. Oh, yeah. You know, that. It seems perfectly normal to me. <laughs> these are the types of conversations you have walking down the street? Yeah, why not? Uh, okay. I mean, you're going to talk about weird things and who cares? If somebody's listening, maybe I'll brighten their day a little bit. True, but uh, I don't know. I think this is. This, <laughs> I, I think this does cross some lines of what what you talk about in public. I, I don't know, but again, this movie, you know, over the next few weeks, we're going to see other things that happen in public, you know, which, you, uh, you know, that it, right in, in this movie, they, there are no lines to cross. That's it. See, you got to own it. No, for sure, for sure. There's, there's no. I don't have a problem with it. I just, you know, I'm I'm trying to, to you know, when when I look at movies, I try to look at them from a uh, realistic perspective of yeah. you know how things will work in our world, not just how it works in their world. No, I, I've, I mean, let's put it this way: I stand in the hallway at school and I hear people talking about things, and good grace, I just don't want to know anything. 
you know, and these are teenagers. I mean, when you're an adult and you care less about who's listening, anything goes. Like you're saying the teenagers care that uh, that someone's no. listening? No. That's no. What it is. So, they care that each other is listening. They don't care that there are adults listening, which right. is all, horrifying sometimes. Right. Exactly. All they have to do is just text one another. And then, you know, that's yep. It. It's, it always, yeah, they it, don't talk to each other anymore. It's not that's right. There's no such thing. It's just, it's texting, <laughs> you know. But uh, yeah, that's 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 the way that works. <laughs> yep. And for better or for worse. Exactly. There there are pluses and minuses to it, <laughs> for sure. Um, and then like the, the the shot changes a little bit, you know. And well, first of all, my my first thought when let me before I go to the next shot. Um, my first thought was, as he mentions about East Germany, and I'm thinking to myself, this is really funny because, you know, the fall of the Berlin Wall is is happening basically, you know, after they uh, they film this. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's 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 I guess you can say in some ways it's timely, even yeah. though it's really it's really not. You know, it's like it doesn't you can't really, you know, you, you don't know what day this is. This is actually happening in the 88. This is the fall of 88 because, you know, the, the movie, I guess, goes all the way into. No, sorry. This is the fall of 87. Yeah. Yeah. It's right. Before, We're in the fall right. of 87. So this is, this is even before. So it's funny that he just mentions East Germany, you know, where that, that just happens to come up, you know, that his mother is, is, and I mean, we'll get it. We'll get a little bit more into this as, as we hear Sally's dream. But there's something that just just hold that 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 thought that there's something that really bothers me about his uh, his the way that the, the story that he's telling. And then we'll get to it when we talk about Sally's. OK, so Sally, then, okay. the, the shot changes and now we're in the middle of Central Park. Um, it, it's actually gorgeous with the way that the leaves are all on the ground. Oh, it absolutely uh, is. They, I mean, the, the choice of of filming this uh you know, like this. I mean, this is this is actually um, on the, the the DVD that I have has this picture of the two of them, you know, in yeah, the fall walking through, you know, all these these leaves on the ground and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then Sally says, um, "Well, basically, it's the same one I've been having since I was twelve. What happens? It's too embarrassing. Don't tell me. Okay, there's this guy. <laughs> What's he look it's like? It's such a good moment. Yeah, Don't it really tell is. Me. And it's like, don't tell me, but I will tell you now because now I want mm-hmm. to tell you. because you don't want to know. I'm going to tell you, but I think Harry. No, Harry he, he knew she was going to tell him. Yeah, of course, of course, <laughs> of course, of course. Um, and she goes, I don't know. He's just kind of faceless, a faceless guy. Okay, then what? He rips off my clothes. Then what happens? That's it. That's it. A faceless guy rips off your clothes, and that's the sex fantasy you've been having since you were twelve. Exactly the same. Well, sometimes it varies a little bit. Which part? What I'm wearing. <laughs> so first of all, it, we, we have a great spot where this this minute ends. You know the you know the week will end not mid sentence or anything like that. It's a, it finishes a thought here or whatever. But so the 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 two different you know Harry's talking about a dream that he had that basically he has no control over what he's thinking about. Right. You know his is a dream, but her story is is not a sex. It, it, her, this is her fantasy. Her her fantasy is basically that she's being raped. Uh, she's being attacked by a stranger. That's what it comes down to. Mm, I don't know about that. 
Why? It's a faceless it stranger. Like... It's a faceless stranger that's coming and ripping off her clothes. Yeah, but she said since she was 12. I mean, you you have this idea. It rips off her clothes, but then it stops. I I mean, I think there's a com there's a couple of comments happening there. Yes, it certainly could be um, that she's being assaulted, but it could also be like in the heat of passion kind of thing. But she's so regimented that that's her version of letting loose. Right. Letting someone tear the clothes off as opposed to carefully unbuttoning them and folding them before they get to doing whatever right. it is they're going to do. Ripping the buttons um, off. But I, that, that type of thing. That's yeah, there's also saying. a commentary of her maybe being a prude because she doesn't know where to go from there. Right. That's she doesn't true. know what else to do. So I don't I don't know because I think if it did go further, then it could be darker. Right. But I think with her, it doesn't go darker because she doesn't know what comes next. <laughs> right. Okay, that's true. But but again, the whole idea you, you mentioned that maybe she's a prude, that, that's a good point. But, you know, even 10 years earlier, she's on a trip with a complete stranger and she's talking about her underwear and she's talking about mm. sex and she's talking about, you know, there's so she can't be that much of a prude. By, well, this by, is a that dream she's that she's had since she was 12. I mean, a recurring dream is one of those dreams that kind of sticks in your subconscious. I think what is happening is... But this isn't is, a dream. This is a fantasy. Because it says, I think that's just because as far she, as you can go. Because it says she varies it. Yeah, that's true. It's not, it's well, not as if... you do that for, in a dream, too. You can't decide in the dream that you're going to change the way someone looks. No, I agree with you on that. I don't know if she means that she intentionally is taking control of it or that her subconscious has just changed it. I don't know. I didn't think it that through. I didn't think it right. through that that carefully. Right. No, I realize that. That that's but you see, like for me, that this this whole minute is, you know, first we have Harry's story and then we have her story. Mm -hmm. And we're we're meant to try to compare the two stories. You know, but but one of that but Harry sounds like it's a dream and hers sounds like something that she um uses at certain times when she feels the need. You know, that that's the way it sounds. Yeah, see, I don't get that. That's interesting. It's not the way I see it. Yeah. That's funny. I find that really interesting. I don't. I mean, I see what you're saying, but I don't agree with it. <laughs> so what do you what do you think she? You know, like so you're saying this is a dream, and she's able to change uh, what, what she's wearing is, in I, the dream. I well, because I think he's so his dream is more about being persecuted. Right. Like in this classic Freudian, my mother's criticism of my sex life kind of thing. Right. His fits more of the, the quintessential. Here's what your dreams are and people are judging you and something intimate and personal is being on display and you're being rated. So he's got all these different little check boxes. Right. Um, you know, you talk about some sex dream that you have and you expect it to be scandalous. And what she says is too embarrassing is her clothes being ripped off. Right. You know, like and she says, it's the same one I've had since I was 12. And, you know, when you're 12, when she was 12, she, you know, she didn't have an active imagination for this kind of thing. That alone would have been, you know, suddenly being naked before somebody would have been too much. And I don't. I well, apparently between 12 and 31, not much has changed for Sally. Well, <laughs> that's just it. Like she's not if somebody's ripping her clothes off, she's not in control. Right. And that's what's what's intense for her um i when she says i vary i don't see her as having control over it i just see it as her brain changes what she's wearing i didn't read into it as a control element but that could just be my interpretation of what she says you okay. know the words are the same on the page but we're seeing them two different ways 
Right. No, because again, when you talk about something that's a sex fantasy, it's something that 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 one would use um, to to I guess get themselves in the mood. Right. For lack of a better phrase, you know, th- this isn't you know, so it's not something. So it makes it sound as if it's something that she does have control over. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. But Harry's story is something he doesn't have any control over. Not you know, at it's all. His, Definitely. It's, it's his Freudian subconscious that's that's bringing his mother in and telling him you're no good at this. <laughs> you know, that's what it comes down Not to. Even though, even though the Canadians and the Americans like him. <laughs> yes, exactly. You know that that's the thing that that, that, that the 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 phrasing is what what threw me off here. Right. You know, because that's also, interesting. Because also, again, like she, she, as you said, she's she's very embarrassed about talking about, you know, mm-hmm. not not doing things in a uh, proper or or conditioned mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. You know, in an orderly way. You know, someone ripping off her clothes, you know, it means that they're ripping off the buttons and whatever instead of yep of of uh, you know carefully and and. Playfully uh, opening the button, <laughs> putting everything away. Yes. You know, so again, maybe maybe the whole idea here is just to to show us the variation that this isn't. You know, it isn't that they're both talking about the same thing. You know, he's talking about one thing and she's talking about something else. Right. You know, it's a continuation of the conversation because again, they're not in the same place. You know, he they were walking in the street before, where if you notice, there were no leaves on the ground, uh, but here they've walked in the Central Park where it is completely filled with suddenly (laughs) yes they've they they, so again it's possible it's uh, actually it is the same day because they're wearing the same clothes Uh, so my assumption is it's the same day you know just having a uh, nice little walk in the park um but and so it, it so that that threw me off a little bit about the fact that that i was always looking at it that this is a these are stories that you're supposed to be comparing and contrasting you know about their uh, sex fantasies, about Definitely the way very, they... uh, apples and oranges. Though I don't think I still don't think his is a sex fantasy either. But no, I, obviously not. I'm aware. Of, that's right. what I'm saying. His it's is an apples dream. and oranges thing. It's very mismatched. Yeah, it's very mismatched. It's it's maybe they just couldn't figure out a way to to have them have a full conversation. You know where where there's true. where where it it's all connected. Or on the other hand, maybe they did it on purpose. In order to show, okay, this is the way that Sally would respond, you know, if they're having this conversation, and this is the way that Harry would respond if they're having this type of conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, she is uh, keeping more to herself about about the about you know the way that she thinks and the way that she acts and the way that she dreams. Definitely. Or fantasizes. Whatever. Everything whatever. is buttoned up in her life. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Literally. Completely. Until the faceless <laughs> man comes and and, uh, and changes yep. things. Um, yeah. No, it, it's an interesting bit of conversation. I mean, on the commentary, neither of the commentary tracks uh, bring this up at all. They don't talk about they, – they talk about the fact that, that the, the way that this is shot, you know, how it's shot in, in a very fluid uh, motion. Which which is also great, um, mm-hmm. because there there there's no cut. They start on one side of of the park, walking towards us, and you know their conversation continues as they're 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 walking through the park. And then at one point, they then there is a cut. You know, but they they still give us uh, a nice 
uh, 30-second shot of the two of them walking before it cuts to, mm. to Harry's response. You know, about the whole thing saying, what are you talking about? You know, <laughs> <laughs> That's what he most was, of us are talking he, about. Like, he, was, he was expecting something more, uh, much more juicier. You know, yes. and, and this is... Which he never does get from her. No. <laughs> he can't ever get something scandalous from her. No, not at all. This is this is this is the way that Sally, you know, uh, deals with things. This is the way she talks about them. So, yeah. So, I mean, that's pretty much all I have for for this minute. There, you know, it's a it, it's it's very dialogue heavy, but it works. You know, the the conversation works even though, as we said, it's apples and oranges. So, did you have anything else you want to say about this minute? No, this was. I think that was a pretty good debate, though. Yeah. No, of course. <laughs> Of course, the script has a few little uh, changes here. First of all, it says that they're in Lincoln Center. Uh, it says Harry, Harry and Sally walking past a Henry Moore sculpture. And then Harry tells his story. And then at the end, and he, he says, and my mother dressed as an East German gives me a 5.6. And then instead of saying his joke about the dismount, he says, you think there's any meaning to that? Which is basically opening the whole thing up like to the that. Freudian uh, aspects of it. Right, which I like. All right. Then it says, uh, you know, that they're in the Central Park Arbor. Harry and Sally in the park on a gorgeous fall day. They're sharing a big pretzel. Mm-hmm. And then Sally. Yes, you do. Yeah, of course. And then Sally, you know, tells her story. Um, and it's pretty much word for word with the way that uh, the whole thing is. But they 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 miss the the opportunity to mention in the script, you know, about Harry's uh, facial response to the whole thing, you know, being just very confused that this is, you know, that, that must've been Billy Crystal. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want that scripted. Not if you've got Billy Crystal doing it. At that point, you leave that open. Correct. I mean, Billy Crystal was, was Billy Crystal was very involved in the writing of the script, you know, not just his ad libs along the way and stuff like that. So it, it works. It works. It definitely does. There's a reason it's a classic. That is true. Uh, there's a reason it made the AFI uh, 100 list for, for top movie course. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so every Friday we have a segment called Weekend Romance, where my guests will give their top five uh, best romantic comedies. So what, mm-hmm. what have you got for us, Lisa? I got stuck in this a little bit because I kept coming up with romantic movies that wouldn't necessarily be romantic comedies. So I had to kind of like shift things around and move them a bit and that kind of thing. But um, so number five, I'm going with Pretty in Pink, a classic 80s film. Um, And then at number four, I'm going to my 90s grunge roots with Reality Bites. I do like singles a whole lot, but Reality Bites tends to edge out just a little bit. Oh, I love singles much um, more. I, I'm, I'm a big singles fan. Singles is, I do. I'm a big fan of singles. They're both brilliant. They're both super, super good. Um, number three, I, I cheated a little and went for a movie that came off a TV show. The girliest thing I do is I am a Sex in the City fan. And that movie I thought was just perfect. I thought it was so wonderful. Um, I saw this movie alone. But that's also because it's Sex in the City. I also saw Love Actually alone, and that was a nightmare because I saw it on a Friday night by myself, and I was probably the only person there, not with some significant other or a date. Uh, that's a story for another time. Um, number two, I'm going with Bridget Jones's Diary. 
which is a fantastic book. I think the movie did an excellent job. I love the um, the little Easter egg of having Colin Firth play the character of Mark Darcy, because yeah. the the book, the character, the whole thing being based on Pride and Prejudice, and the fact that Bridget, the character, is obsessed with the BBC's version of Pride and Prejudice, and specifically Colin Firth playing Mr. Darcy, and then in the movie version, you actually get him to play. I just found that to be delightful. I think it's a movie that stands off. I just think it's a riot. And then uh, my number one, I always go to Pretty Woman, which I expect is probably coming up quite a bit. Um, But I just think it's just a fantastic film over and above, no matter what you do. I just think that Julia Roberts and Richard Gere are just an outstanding pair on screen. Runaway Bride, not so much. Pretty Woman, yes. Okay, that's fair. I, I, I must tell you, though, that of the eight people that have, or seven people who have done this before you, not a single one of them has used uh, Pretty Woman as one of their choices. Get out! That's fascinating yes. to me. Yes. I mean, I had like, uh, like some of my my bonus romantic movies are like Notting Hill, which is squishy. Um, Hope floats, which is my favorite romantic movie, and it is a mushy piece of crap and it just i adore it i think the soundtrack is wonderful but i'm also a big practical magic fan but i don't see these as comedies like say anything i love but i don't know that it's a comedy as much as just a straight romance so dirty dancing another one i don't know i don't i don't know if those are romantic comedies so much so right okay but that's me and my particularisms no that's fine (laughs) just like sally uh on the side You'll have that on the side. On the what? You'll have that on the side. I'll have that on the side. I'll have those on the side. Yeah, with my horror movies. These are not films you catch me watching very often. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, makes sense. Understandable. All right, so Lisa, since uh, you know our, our your week has come to an end, is there anything else you want to say about the movie in general? No, I'm I'm happy that I got to be here for the the Casablanca and sit there and moan, uh, which sounds more of a euphemism than it actually is um (laughs) it's it's one of my my favorite scenes so i'm glad that i was able to join you for this and uh i just appreciate the invite and i hope i get to join you again for another film in another few minutes uh well not in a few minutes it'll be a few months from now but yeah (laughs) and another few minutes yes not in and sorry my rhode islandisms i mumbled (laughs) yeah All right, great. So you want to, once again, for the final time this week, tell people how they can get in touch with Lisa Lee. Yes, so you can find me on Rabbit Hole Podcasts. There's a number of shows in that network. You can hear me on Whatever with Jason Soto. You can hear me on Between the Scares, also with Jason Soto, uh, but it's not actually named after him. And you can catch me on The Sib List and some back episodes with my brother. And outside of the rabbit hole, you can hear me on many episodes of The Lambcast, which is sort of a, you know, a potluck of movie bloggers and podcasters. So I tend to show up there quite a bit. All right, great. And while you're doing that, you can go rate, review, and subscribe on the podcast you might be listening, using to listen to this show. Uh, you can find me very simply by doing a search for Movie Rob Minute. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on my website, MovieRobMinute.com. And you can find me on Twitter. So have a great weekend, everybody. And until Monday, I'll have what she's having. I'll have what she's having as well. With all your faults 
I love you still. It had to be you. Wonderful you. Had to be you.